Last couple of Sundays, what we have been doing is we've actually looked at a couple of hymns that have helped to shape the church and to shape um, people's beliefs or express their beliefs. And Charlotte has been teaching the last two Sundays and took two. And this morning we're going to take a look at another of those hymns and the truths within it. And um, let's see if you can name this tune. Thanks, Steve. in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer oh what peace we often forfeit Great. Thank you. I heard some of you singing along, so uh, some of you are very old. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful old hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge, take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. And the recurring message is, take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. There is a lot of pain in the world that we live in, and the truth is there's probably a lot of pain in this room this morning. We all know someone who's going through a very difficult time right now, and it may be that you yourself are the someone. It could well be that you took your seat this morning and the person sitting behind you said hello or good morning or just smiled at you. It may be that behind that smile, they're hiding a lot of anxiety or of pain right now. And that's what I want to speak to today. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. You're in a good place this morning. 
if you're fighting some battles that seem too big for you. And my encouragement to you today is this. Take it to the Lord in prayer. There's a verse in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 5 that is key to what I want to share with you this morning. And it says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. Now, a lot of people have misconceptions about prayer. You, you know, there, there are people who think that prayer is very complicated. Unless you can speak in Old English, you can't pray. Or, or unless you know some suitable, very long words and Bible terms. And then we've all heard the professional prayers that we're intimidated by, Right? It's like, dear Lord, I couldn't follow that. And you listen to them pray and think, well, you know, it's kind of like one of my favorite Peanuts cartoons where, where Charlie Brown is laying on the beach with whoever, Lucy and whoever, and they're laying on their backs and they're looking up at the clouds. And Lucy says, do you, do you, see, do you see all the pictures in the clouds? And Charlie Brown said, I think so. And she said, I can see in the clouds and I can see a full orchestra. And I see Beethoven conducting it. And I see the string section. And, and, and I see a brass section. And I see the whole, the whole of the orchestra laid out before me in the shape of the clouds. What do you see, Charlie Brown? And Charlie Brown said, I was going to say a ducky and a horsey, but it really doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> and, and we've all heard the professional prayers who like, it's like, yeah, okay, I better keep my mouth shut. I, I don't have much to, to bring to the table. So, so a lot of us tend to think that prayer is complicated. And, and then some folk think that prayer is boring. Let me just say this. I have never found prayer to be boring, but I find I do get bored. Is it all right? You just went quiet like I said something the pastor wasn't meant to say. No, re really, you know, you know, I, I, I'll, you know, I'll start to pray, and it's like, oh, you know, Lord Jesus, I just, you know, love you this morning. I'm glad to be here. Bright, shiny thing, right? Something comes to my mind, and I'm off. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm gone, and then I bring it back. Did, did you ever wake up after praying? <laughs> All right, okay, come on, then. You can be honest. Don't make me feel alone here, right? I mean, I mean, that's it. It's like, you, you, you know, Lord, will you please, please, please bless my friend today because he really needs your help. He needs a lot of things. He, he, he really, really is in need. Oh, I need to get cereal and olive oil. And what else was it I needed? Toilet paper. Toilet paper we need. And very often it, it isn't that prayer is boring. It's that our minds tend to wander. And then, of course, you've got something perhaps that's even more basic. There are folks who've come to the conclusion that prayer doesn't work. If prayer worked, why didn't God do this? Does God really care? Because he didn't really seem to hear what I was, had to say. Maybe God just does what he wants to do in the end, and so there's really very little point in me praying. 
Many of us have misunderstandings about what prayer is and what prayer does. And one of the things I want to remind you of today is this. When we pray, we are not praying to a distant, uninvolved, hard-to-please God. We are praying to a loving and caring and personal God who actually refers to us as His friends. John chapter 15 and verse 15, here is Jesus speaking to His disciples. He said, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Jesus said to his disciples, you're not my servants, you are my friends. Let that just uh, sink in a little bit further this morning. Jesus refers to us as his friends. What a friend we have in Jesus. So when I pray, I'm not talking to a God who's distant. I am talking to my friend. The Lord of heaven and earth calls us his friends. What a friend we have in Jesus. The hymn was written by Joseph Scriven, who lived in Ireland in the 1800s. He fell madly in love with his childhood sweetheart. And the day before they were going to be married, they were riding on horseback to meet one another. Her horse bucked and threw her off. She hit her head on a rock and fell into a river and drowned. And Joseph found his fiancée dead in the river that day. His whole life fell apart. In fact, in the end, he decided the only way to get away from the incredible grief was to leave Ireland. And he moved from Ireland to Canada. And one thing that happened in Canada was he came to know Christ and had a very real commitment to the Lord. And, and he decided he wanted to devote his life to helping others. He took a vow of poverty. He made up his mind that he wasn't at all interested in any material things, and he worked as a handyman. The only condition was he would never work for anyone who could afford to pay him. He only did jobs for people who couldn't afford to get jobs done for them. And he earned himself the nickname of the Good Samaritan. He was always helping people. As time went by, Joseph Scriven fell in love again with a woman named Eliza Roche. They were engaged to be married and looking forward to their wedding day. And at the age of 23, before their wedding, Eliza came down with pneumonia and she died. Twice the love of his life was taken from him and he never fell in love again. Years went by, his mother was dying in Ireland and because he had taken this vow of poverty. He couldn't afford to go and visit her and to see his dying mother. So he wrote a poem and he sent it to her. The poem began to get distributed to others and became very well known. He, he never took any credit for it, but years later, by accident, a friend was in his house and he saw the original 
notes, the writing of the poem, which was now a very well-known and much-sung hymn. And he said to Joseph, did you actually write these words? He said, yes, I did. But he said, really what happened was the Lord and I wrote this together. And the message that Joseph Scriven had written to his dying mother, after all he himself had been through, was what a friend we have in Jesus. Feel the power of those lyrics when you know a bit of the story behind it. Joseph Scriven, with that experience, asked the question, can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Dear Lord, if anybody had cause to be, he did. But he found a way to go through these tough times. We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And to those of you today that are hurting or anxious or concerned, I want to recommend the words of Joseph Scriven to you. Take it to the Lord in prayer. He wrote the words. The music was written by a man with the wonderful name of Charles Converse. Yeah, our regulars know, right? The original Chuck Converse, I guess. But that hymn has been sung from the 1800s right through to this present time, and Steve sung it for us here this morning, and we're going to sing it in its entirety to close our service today to remind us, take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. So I talked about some misconceptions about prayer. Let me just take a few minutes now to, to, to just outline for you what, you know, what, what real prayer is, because I, I don't know how it's coming across. When I talk about the need to pray, uh, the benefit of praying, I don't know kind of what that means to you individually. So, so I, I, I want to just share um, a couple of quick things here uh, and to tell you what prayer is and what prayer isn't. All right, prayer simply is talking to God. All right, prayer is talking to God. Back to Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. You simply talk to God like you would talk to a friend. Tell God what you are thinking. Tell God what you are needing. Thank God for the things that God has done for you. you. You know what? We get so hung up on whether there's a set formula. Is there a certain time of day I should be praying? Is there a certain place I ought to be praying? And you know what? The Bible doesn't get hung up on time and place. What the Bible says, actually, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 17 is this, never stop praying. All right, now those of you that have fallen asleep praying before now, you, you, may, you may be wondering about this one. Never stop praying? What the heck? You know, how, how do you do that? How, how, does, how does that work out? And, and you know, for years I felt guilty because I, my mind would always wander when I prayed. There are times I'd be praying and then suddenly I'm off in outer space. 
And, and you know what? I didn't fully understand that prayer is not non-stop talking to God. It is a non-stop awareness of the presence of God always with you and communicating with Him. Now, now Jill, Jill and I are, are you know, we, we, can, um, we, we could go drive someplace for a couple of hours and hardly say a word. Now, you, some of you think, that's weird. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll take, you know, that's weird, that's weird. But we can easily do that, you know. So we'll go, you know, let's, hey, let's take a ride out to Montauk. And we might not say much for most of the car ride. Now, it doesn't mean we fell out. It doesn't mean we're not aware of one another there. But we just, you know, we just ride along together. And now and again, we might pass some comment on something that we see or something that we think. But, but that's it. And, and that's really when the Bible says that we should be praying all the time. That's the concept. Be aware of God with you. And whenever, whenever, whatever, talk to Him along the way. When whatever arises, when, 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 when something particular comes to your mind, whatever it may be, make God a part of your life 24-7. That's what it's really talking about. Prayer is generally short bursts of consistent communication with God. Hey, you might start the day with something simple like, God, thank you for today. I just pray you'll help me. God, thank you for this new day. Lord, will you help me to be a blessing to somebody today? It can start as simple as that. And then, then you get to work and, 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 and she's there and she's in a mood again. And you get to work and you say, God, please help me today to show your grace and your love. That's a necessary prayer sometimes, right? Or, 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 or there's a colleague who's going through a tough time and you, and you shoot out of prayer and you say, God, God, help me to just, help me to do something or say something today that is going to bring some fresh encouragement to this person. Whatever it is, it's a knowledge that God is with us and talking to him whenever. Now, I'm going to say something now that will probably cause some of you to go away and look for a proper pastor. <laughs> I very seldom pray for a long period of time. But I also never go a long period of time without praying. Amen. All right? I mean, let's, let's just be honest and tell it the way it is. It's not about taking one chunk and saying, I've done my praying for today. It's about living in communication with God and prayer being a way of life for us. Prayer is talking to God. Now, let me tell you this as well, because some folks ask me whether this is okay or not. So I want to tell you it is. Prayer sometimes is venting to God. Look at that. I heard three honest people who said, yep, or amen, or something similar, right? Right? Prayer sometimes is venting to God. It's like, God, what's going on here? What's, what, what's, what's, what's happening here? And, you know, we're encouraged to do that in 1 Peter 5 and verse 7. It says, give all your worries to Him because He cares for you. So tell him, tell him about it. God, I'm ticked off because things are just not the way they should be. You can tell God, be honest. No, I mean, really, you know, you could, you, could, you could kind of, you know, come to pray and pretend everything's totally okay and whatever, but uh, God sees right through to where our hearts are at, actually. 
God, I'm mad about this. All right, tell him. God, I really don't understand what's going on. God, where are you? Jeremiah 12 and verse 1. Lord, if I argue with you, you are always right. <laughs> but I do want to ask you about some things that don't seem right. Why are wicked people successful? Why do people you cannot trust have such easy lives? God, I know you're always right, but I don't think this is right. You can vent to God. Sometimes you just talk to God. Sometimes you vent to God. Prayer sometimes is simply sitting and listening to God. In John 10, 27, Jesus said this. He said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. God can speak to us in so many ways. And sometimes we just need to pause and say, God, I need to hear you. It might come in that moment. It might come an hour later. It might be something somebody says. It might be some thought that comes to your mind, whatever it might be. But prayer is listening to God. God speaks in so many ways. One key way God speaks to us is through His Word. And if we take the opportunity to take a look somewhere in the Bible on a regular basis, there's a good chance God will speak to us there. Sometimes prayer is just talking to God. Sometimes prayer is venting to God. Sometimes prayer is listening to God. And then the fourth thing is this. Prayer is thanking God. Back to Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. How? With thanksgiving. And here's what the Bible says. It says, if you pray, and, and, and if, you, if, if you pray with thanksgiving, if you thank God for things, here's what the very next verse says. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you'll talk to God about what's bugging you, if you'll thank God for the good things He's done for you, it says the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. I want to tell you this. Sometimes prayer doesn't change the circumstances the way we want them to be changed. But often what prayer does is that prayer changes you. Prayer gives us a different outlook. Prayer gives us a different mindset. Prayer gives us a sense of peace. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Now, having spent 20, 25 minutes talking about prayer, it's like, so, so let's do something this morning, all right? I don't want anybody to get uncomfortable, but, but let's, let's do something. In the book of James in chapter, two, uh, chapter 5 and verse 16, it says this, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other 
so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The Bible says pray for each other. Pray for each other. Because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. If you pray for somebody else, as you pray for people, then the Bible says that's powerful and that's effective. All right, now, probably 50% of you already cut yourself out of that statement. You said, yeah, yeah okay, that's good for the religious folks. No, no, that's, that's good for you. Prayer isn't that complicated. Prayer is very much simpler than we tend to have made it. Pray for each other. Your prayers could help someone. Your prayers this week could help someone. Now, when you came and sat down, um, hopefully before you sat down, you noticed there was a pen on your chair. If not, it's the reason you're slightly uncomfortable on the seat, all right? <laughs> so, so, on every chair, we put a pen and an index card. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you if you'd just take a hold of that just now. If you're sitting in the cafe area, they're distributing some pens and cards out there as well. And, and here's what I want to invite you to do. Okay, what I want to invite you to do is on the index card, just write your first name, and then just in a word or two, write something that you'd like people to pray about. Okay, just your first name, and then just one thing. Pray for my son. My health. My finance. Just something that's on your heart today. All right, I want to give you a moment to do that. And then maybe some of you are continuing to do that. Don't write a book. I just want to, I want to pray for all of these needs. And then I want, to, I want you to keep a hold of that card, so I want you to do something with it, okay? Lord, we're sitting here in a room full of needs, of burdens, of problems that people are carrying of things they can't resolve by themselves, so we need you to help. And God, I pray that, Lord, that you would intervene in every situation as we make this a time where we do carry everything to God in prayer. Now, here's what I want to invite you to do. When you take your card, fold it in half, and pass it to somebody near you that you don't know. Give it to someone near you that you don't know. Now, if you're stuck in the middle and you say, I know every single person in this church, just pass it to someone you don't know. Now, here's what I want you to do now. Here, here's the next bit. Here's the next bit. The card that you have received I want to encourage you to put somewhere where you'll see it over this next week. 
You might put it on your refrigerator. You might just have it in the cup holder in your car or put it somewhere where you'll see it. And now and again, as you, when you see that, pray for that person in that need. All right, not long, not long, long religious prayers. Just say, God, will you help them? God, please bless them. God, will you answer their prayer? Just simply like that. Let's take what the Bible says literally. And if we believe it is a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer, then let's pray for one another in the coming week. And then one more thing. Whether it's this week, next week, next month, next year, when you see God answer that prayer, just shoot us a note and let me know. Roger at GenesisLI.com. Just let me know. We have a tremendous privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. From the broken wreckage of his life, Joseph Scriven came to recognize that he had a friend in Jesus. And you and I have a friend in Jesus too. Amen. Amen. Let's just stand together just now, and uh, the band are going to be coming back, and uh, let's just pray as they come. Father, thank you that you are not distant. Thank you that you are not someone who is unapproachable. But we thank you today for the incredible privilege of having a friend in Jesus. Lord, help us to embrace that friendship and to make you a part of our lives continually. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now let's sing Joseph Scriven's song.